Do you crave God's Word? Do you want to know Him more and to really experience who God is through His Word? Well, today's guest, Angela Sackett, is just for you. She talks all about how God's Word nourishes us just like healthy food does. I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. I am Eva Kabashik, and this is Bible Study Made Simple. Have you ever felt intimidated or confused by the Bible? Or maybe you've started studying the Bible before, but haven't found a way to incorporate it into your regular routine. The Bible Study Made Simple podcast is here to help you move from intimidated and confused to confident and joyful in your approach to Scripture and to help you find a routine that sticks. The goal isn't checking off a box perfectly, but instead our goal is an intimate connection with the God of the Bible, plus having tons of fun along the way. If you are looking for a simple way to regularly get in God's Word, grab a copy of the Simple Bible Study Journal, now in hardcover, on Amazon. This journal will walk you step-by-step through studying any passage of Scripture, all while keeping it simple. Today's guest is Angela Sackett. She is a wife, a mama, a home educator, a speaker, an author, and a photographer. And she says her house is perpetually in need of a good dusting. She is the voice behind EverydayWelcome.com, a lifestyle, recipe, and devotional blog. And she's the author of several ebooks and courses on food, hospitality, and living a vibrant life in Jesus. With great joy and preaching to her own heart, she encourages women to open their hearts and homes to God and others, living as salt and light right where they are. Here's our conversation. Welcome to Bible Study Made Simple. I'm so glad that you are here, Angela. I am too. Can't believe it. (laughs) It's finally happening. (laughs) So much fun. So Angela and I met just a couple of months ago. I went to a retreat and she was the chef for the retreat. And oh my stars, I've never eaten so good in my entire life. And like everything was healthy and like, oh man, can you come live with me? Well, if you call me chef, that makes me sound pretty fancy. I'll say yes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the quality of the like food that was provided. So glad. And so, um, I am so excited to have you here on Bible study made simple. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I can, I am a wife and a mama of five kiddos that we homeschooled. They're not kiddos anymore though. We're down to just one in the nest. And we've added a daughter-in-law to the mix, which is awesome. And I am a writer and a women's speaker. And my husband and I and our 14-year-old just relocated within the last year to a little town in Southwest Virginia where we are resurrecting a beautiful but in much need of love uh, Christian camp in the Appalachian Mountains. Oh, that is so much fun. Um, I've loved getting to know you and hearing your story and seeing your talent, your photography, my headshot that I've got right now, you took, which is so fantastic. I love it. Um, 
So I would love to know a little bit more about your Bible study story. What does your current Bible study routine look like? Well, I am pretty spoiled because in this season of life, I do have just one left at home and he takes a couple of classes during the week at a local Christian school. And then he's pretty independent with his schooling. And so I am actually helping to lead three different Bible studies, which is sounds a little crazy, but it's amazing because it's kicking my tail to be in the word consistently. And so I am currently leading a group of ladies in first and second Timothy and Titus. I am a guest helper leader. I don't know, in a college group that is I'm head over heels in love with these kids and their love for Jesus. And then I'm also in a zoom Bible study of women that has been meeting for just over three years. And oh man, that study is, um, I'm blown away at watching women who didn't know the Lord. Many of them learn how to study their Bibles and God is doing some incredible things through that group, restoring marriages, saving husbands, you name it. Oh, that's so amazing. And you get to see different stages of life in those different age groups and different environments. That's so neat. And I'm a little envious right now because I have one daughter, she's one year old. And so I do not have the time (laughs) to be in three Bible studies (laughs) as much as I would love to. And I am amazed at all you do have time for though, girlfriend, you have some serious uh, accomplishment going on. And I love, love, love just your mission of simple Bible study. I wish oh, that I had wrapped my brain around that when I was in your season. So I'm so glad that you're speaking it. Well, thank you so much. I do have help. I don't do all of this on my own. I do have help <laughs> and I have people that watch my daughter sometimes so that I can do this, but it's such a joy. It's such a joy to get to do this. I really, mm. I'm just honored that this is my job. So I would love to hear from you on just some things about Bible study and how it fuels us and how it nourishes Mm. us because you are a chef. We're claiming it. We're naming it and claiming (laughs) it because because you are a chef and you have this love and this passion for cooking. You've tied that into Bible study just beautifully. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I am definitely a foodie for sure. I love to cook. I love to eat good food. I grew up in goodness with three different sets of grandparents who all cooked different styles. But I also, over the course of my life, struggled with loving food, but really learning what it meant to eat good food that was good for my body. In fact, in the season of my life, I'm kind of relearning that as I work with other women in that area. And a a few years ago, I was actually going through a 30 day dietary reset. And as I was doing it, I just felt the Lord prompting me to go back and kind of think through what are some memories in my life that connect with food that may have shaped how I think about it. And I was curled up in this big armchair early one morning and opened up my Bible and I was reading the story of Jesus feeding the disciples after he had risen from the dead. And it hit something about that story. And then some memories from my own childhood kind of came together. And I found myself curled up in this chair, just tears rolling down my cheeks saying, Lord, I want all that you have for me on from your word and from 
feeding this body physically. And I don't know, there was just something that kind of brought the two together. And really the last couple of years, several years since that point has just been this journey for me and this passion to encourage and equip other women as well, not just in feeding ourselves physically good food and feeding ourselves spiritually good food and really defining what does that mean? What does real food even mean? But also recognizing that the Lord doesn't just call us to feast. He calls us to share what he gives us with people around us. And so uh, both in the physical realm, coming up with cool recipes that I want to share with women that are nourishing and that are also not super complicated to make because who has time for that? Not me. But then also, yeah. But then also in the word and coming to, I spent a whole lot of years eating spiritual food that maybe it wasn't straight up the word of God, or sometimes I think even wasn't fully true to the word of God. Mm. And you're hungry when you, all you eat is McDonald's, you're hungry. And so how do I learn? And then how do I encourage other women to discover what that means for themselves and then share it? Absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. It reminds me of, I think three times in the Bible somebody tells a prophet or God commands the author of the book or whatever to eat this book, you know, eat God's word. And in fact, my church did a whole sermon, not sermon series, a whole year of like, we called it the eat this book challenge where we read through the Bible together as a church. And so your desire for us to be eating healthy servings, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, feasting Mm -hmm. on God's word just reminds me, I mean, we're doing this Mm -hmm. not out of our own, you and I aren't just coming up with this off the top of our heads. Like God's word (laughs) says, yes, Yes. he is commanding that in his word. And so that's just so, so neat. So what does it look like for you? to have a healthy meal in God's word? Well, I think one of the first things for me, and again, this is something that you teach that I love is learning how to study the Bible for all that it is. So not just picking out one verse that feels comfortable in the moment, or even just sitting in one, the new Testament or the old Testament or one book forever, but pushing myself to look for places where God's word overlaps, learning good ways to study things like looking at a a verse in its context of a passage in its context of a chapter in its context of a book. And really starting to understand how it weaves together, I think is huge. And it sounds funny, but I see really, again, a parallel with that, even in the idea of physical eating, you know, what does it mean to recognize how, how do we discover ingredients we might not not have tried before or flavor combinations? And then how do those things work together to provide certain minerals and vitamins that we need? And yeah, it's, I just think it's a cool, and I'm not obviously the first person to talk about it even outside the work because there are lots and lots of books and you know people that are exploring this concept, but really putting those two together for me, just it helps me in so many ways to un- even understand the word when I go at it. Yeah. And I think that like you're saying, like different ingredients, different books of the Bible, different passages, different stories, when you kind of put all of those together, you have this absolutely delicious meal. And if you leave (laughs) off a part, it's not the same. Like, okay. Growing up, my mom would always make rolls with our dinner and Mm -hmm. like, oh, Oh, so good. <laughs> and then we hit this like healthy eating kick. I don't know about high school ish when I was in high school 
and my mom stopped making rolls for dinner. <laughs> and it just, <laughs> I, oh. this sounds so sad, but I mean, <laughs> like I'm, man, I'm getting emotional thinking about not having rolls at dinner, (laughs) but it just isn't the same. You know, it's not the same. Like when you think about mama's home cooked meals, it's got rolls with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that our appetite for the Bible, the whole thing is good. The whole, all of it is good, inspired, God breathed, not just part of it. And so we can't leave off the dinner rolls. Like that's not, that's not an option. We take the (laughs) whole thing as this fantastic meal that God has prepared for us to nourish us for our good. And so I love just the concept of introducing different parts of the Bible that you may not have read before. Like it's okay to have not read some of the old Testament before, but yeah. like pick a book, read it, see what it says, <laughs> you know? And that's just so encouraging. I think that we get to discover new things in God's word. Even yeah. if it is familiar, we're still discovering new yeah. things in God's word. That's so well, so and take this, you know, you talk about the role thing. I had to kind of make that switch in my own eating journey as well a couple of years ago for some health reasons. And you know, there's something that happens. I've said this to my husband a couple of times, when you start to eat things that are straight from the ground, the way God made them, or when you start to eat high quality meat, or you start to, you know, incorporate more vegetables, whatever it is. And of course, finding yummy ways to cook them. But there's something that happens. We use the phrase refining the palate. And this actually led me to write a course on this for this reason, because it, in my own mind, it was like the switch flipped, but you start to crave what is good. And even what's crazy to me is when we're really in tune with our bodies, we start to crave what our bodies need. You've probably seen articles about this. You know, if you're, some people say, if you're chewing ice all the time, you may need iron or whatever those things are. I'm amazed at how intricately God made our bodies. And the same is true with the word. We can be satisfied with listening to the occasional podcast or showing up at church on Sunday. But when we really start to open up the word and say, okay, uh, Leviticus is really hard. God, I don't like yeah. It. But we, we sit in it for a while and we give it our full effort. The blow mind blowing thing is that he, he starts to awaken our brain cells, I think, to understand it, to see, okay, what's the other message? You know, what's the deeper message you have? Or what other story does this connect with? What does this tell me about your character? What does this tell me about myself and how I'm called to live in this world? And so I'm amazed even at how when we're willing to give it that effort, the Holy Spirit, as he always does in everything he calls us to do, yeah, he gives us such joy in it. He enables us to grow in it. And really our palate is refined to crave and scripture says that crave what is good. Oh, that's so good. That, and I want that. I don't know about you, but I want that in my life. <laughs> oh I, yeah. I want to crave God's word. I want to want God's word even yeah. more. Like in my life, I, I guess I go through different like seasons and things where mm-hmm. sometimes I want God's word more than other times. Mm-hmm. And I want that to be a constant in my life of desiring to get to know who God is even more through his word. And so I love just your encouragement to get into God's word, because that's going to be how we end up wanting and desiring that even more. Well, as we are wrapping up, I would love to know if you have any encouragement for anybody that's just getting started with Bible study. A couple of things. First of all, I am a big proponent of journaling Bibles. 
places where you can write in it. I love your Bible study journal because it gives you a place to document even as you're just beginning what God is showing you. And it is so cool to go back later and look at sometimes things you're amazed that you're still learning. Sometimes things you're amazed about how God's grown you. And the other thing actually is something our pastor said last night, Bible study, and it's not something that's new, but I thought, man, that's so simple. And I wish someone had said it to me early on. When you open the word to use the five W's, the who, what, where, when, why, and how, who wrote this? What, where was it written? To whom was it written? What was the purpose of it being written? And I don't know. I mean, I learned that in probably middle school to really look at God's word that way. Oh my goodness. I think it would have transformed my study of the Bible from the very beginning. Yeah. That is so helpful. And that's such a good place to start because I mean, I definitely know the who, know who, what, when, where, and why, and how, you know, like I can <laughs> quote those off the top of my head. Of course I stumbled mm-hmm. on it trying to quote it now, but <laughs> Me <too>. you know, <laughs> wherever you are, that's something that you've got with you that you can kind of initially go through. And that helps you with like observations of what is happening, you know, what is actually happening as you're reading. And it helps you like, who is there? Uh, Jesus, you know, maybe some disciples are they, is he talking to a crowd? I don't know, (laughs) you know? And so you just start to piece together these different ways of actually engaging with God's word instead of just reading it. That's such a great tip. Thank you so much, Angela. (laughs) I'll say one more thing. And I, This might sound advanced, but I'm watching my 14 year old go through it. And it is so cool. So we're in this little teeny tiny town, coal mining town, I mentioned in the Appalachian mountains. And we got here and we discovered that there was a pastor who was teaching a biblical Greek class for middle and high schoolers in the tiny little Christian school. So my 14 year old gets to take Greek. (laughs) Could I pretend to be a high schooler? I know. And he's taking it from this precious, quirky, brilliant older pastor who just delights in bringing life to God's word. So they're memorizing verses in Greek through the course of the year. Wow. And he came home the other day and he actually had a substitute who was another pastor. God is so kind and gracious who sat down with the kids and they dissected a verse and they looked up the Greek root words for every word in the verse that they could find. And he came home and he said, said, mama, look at this verse. And I can't even remember which, which verse it was, but it used the Greek word agape, God's love, God's yeah. unending, overarching, you know, and he said, you know, this verse says love in it, but if you know the Greek meaning of this, this version of love, it changes everything. And someone gave me years and years ago, a Hebrew Greek study Bible. You can also find this on an app online on your phone, but I dare you, even if you're just starting out to every once in a while, just try this, look up either the Hebrew in the old Testament or the Greek in the new Testament to see what some of these words mean, because it really, you know, this it's mind blowing how much richness it adds to reading a passage of scripture and a 14 year old can do it. So, (laughs) Oh, that is so cool. I love that. Yeah. The, I use the free app blue letter Bible. Yes. I love Blue Letter Bible. Yes. It helps you look up the Greek and Hebrew words. Yeah. That's a great resource and a great way of getting just the original text, you know, Mm -hmm. into your mind, even if you forget it every now and then and have to look it up again, you know, I feel like I look the same words up over and over again, but that's okay. (laughs) You know, 
So, oh, oh, so helpful. Well, how can we find you online if we are looking and want to learn more and hear more from you? (laughs) I am writing at everydaywelcome.com. I am a little more active on Instagram and on Facebook as Everyday Welcome as well. And I share recipes and tips on biblical hospitality. And I have some eBooks on those subjects as well. And also do some one-on-one coaching with women who really just want to go deeper in those areas of nourishing heart, soul, and body. Oh, that's <laughs> so that fantastic. we can grow and, and love well. That is so good. And let me just testify, the recipes are delicious. So <laughs> by all means, go find a recipe and make it. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. We just so appreciate you taking your time to come and talk with us today. Thank you for having me, Eva. I love your podcast. So I feel spoiled to get to be here and hang with you. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. Thank you for listening to the Bible Study Made Simple podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you share it with a friend? It can be easy to fall into the trap of thinking that you are the only person who struggles with Bible study. But that's just not true. In fact, we can all use some encouragement for our time with God. So send some encouragement to a friend today by sharing this podcast with them. I'm so grateful for you, and I'm looking forward to chatting again next week on Bible Study Made Simple.